So James Pate, I think it's Pate, is coming to uh, see me um, at my office today. Um, he's a technical SEO manager at IBM. He's been with IBM for five, six years or so, maybe longer. Um, I'm gonna talk to him a lot about SEO related topics. I've spoken to some previous IBM SEOers in the past, but we're gonna talk about maybe IBM's framework in terms of SEO, um, talk about, I don't know, taxonomy and strategies around that with SEO. So it should be a pretty fun conversation. The weather this morning has been pretty bad ice storms and so forth, a lot of, not too much snow, but mostly just a lot of ice. So I hope he gets here okay, but it should be interesting. So hope you enjoyed the interview. Don't forget to subscribe, like, hit that bell, comment. Let me know what you want different. Hope you enjoy it, bye-bye. Well, thanks James for coming out here, I appreciate it. I think it's recording, we're good. Okay. Everybody's watching this, not live, but it'll be recorded. So we're recording this, um, it was a kind of like a snowstorm here, um, ice storm, and you risked your life to come out here just to talk SEO with me. I braved the weather for SEO. Yeah, That's right. You're really uh, dedicated to this profession. So. <laughs> anyway, can you tell people in this camera over here who you are? Yeah, I'm James Pate. I work at IBM and uh, yeah. So I think I've spoken with other IBMers in the SEO department before, at least a couple. There's a bunch of you guys. And yeah. is there like a boss of all of the technical SEOs? Yeah, yeah, so there, we have uh, a director who runs the SEO department, but yeah, you've probably talked to like Patrick Stocks and Tanu maybe. Yeah. Uh, and they encourage these, some companies do not encourage anybody to talk to me. Yeah. Whereas IBM, I think, or at least people involved in the SEO department encourage it. Yeah, yeah, they encourage us to go out to conferences and learn so, more and talk to the community. They'll yeah. be regretting it after, the, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, cool, so yeah, that's a great team. They have a really, really, um, so Patrick left, right, to join, like, tool set. Ahrefs, yeah. Yeah. Not a nice guy. No. Anyway, um, just joking. Um, so that's cool. So you've been with IBM for almost six years now, right? Yeah. yeah. It's going well? Yeah, 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 I'm loving it there. Lots of, uh, you know, different projects we get to work on. Uh, I think their headquarters is not too far from here. Yeah, we're in uh, Manhattan, so. I thought they had a headquarters in like Westchester. Oh yeah, they have one in Armonk as well. Yeah, so not far if you yeah. want to stop by and say hello to you. Yeah, I don't think anybody's there anyway. But, uh, <laughs> Um, in fact, I think back in the day, IBM was one of these first major corporations that didn't really care too much to have employees in the office. Although that changed, I think, right before COVID, where they wanted more people in the office, and then COVID happened, I think. Something yeah, like, yeah. They've gone back and making forth. That like before, it. it was always pretty flexible. Like we could come in a few days a week. So, all right, that's good. Yeah. I know where I went, to, I met with Tanu, I think, in the IBA in the, in the you know, WeWork office, I think, mm -hmm. in Manhattan. Yeah, we used to sit right beside each other there. <laughs> yeah, so I remember that. Good times. It was kind yeah. of downtown, I think, mostly, if yeah. I remember correctly. And you're based where again? Uh, I'm in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So, yeah. Very nice. You had an interesting history, or a nice history. You've been doing SEO, I think, since 2010, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's about 12 years or so. Right, right before Panda came out. Yeah, yeah. So you, what got you into SEO in the first place? Yeah, so I started out uh, kind of developing more software. So I was uh, making a lot of like WordPress plugins. Uh, I think the first thing I ever made uh, was when I found out that Google had released like rich snippets, stars, and search results. Right. Um, so I was like, well, that would be a great you know plugin for a website to. So I made something that could like collect a lot of different reviews. And then you could display them on your website, but it had all the markups so that your pages would show, you know, stars and search results. So that was, I think, one of the first plugins that ever did that. So you're um, the reason Google 
went ahead and kind of cut down the stars in the search Probably. <laughs> so if you're just watching, not like a, you don't do SEO that much, whatever happened, whenever Google releases something that benefits SEOs, SEOs then say, how can I use this as much as possible to benefit How can me? I abuse that? Yeah. So then somebody comes out like him, comes out with a little script or a tool set that actually goes ahead and like generates stars and everything. <laughs> And pollutes the whole search result. So every single search result has stars on it. And Google's like, hmm, we don't want every snippet to have a star on it. So how can we reduce the amount of stars? I mean, this is rinse and repeat in terms of SEO. So I appreciate yeah. that. I'm sure you're not to blame, but you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I did it with like video. Because shortly after that, Google released, like you could actually show a giant video image in search results. So it's like if you have videos on your website, you might as well embed them and put the markup. And, you know, right, and that's, your what click a, yeah. and that's what a true technical SEO really does, instead of my sarcastic humor, is you find ways to, to basically build tech stack into the actual code so that you can actually surface either you know better schema and structured data and rich snippets or make crawling and indexing easier and so forth and plus a hundred other things. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's obviously you got into SEO doing technical SEO, mm -hmm. which is cool. What else you got? Those are really uh, nice. Yeah, so in terms of like some other stuff I made, I, I think I did uh, like a Facebook app for like finding leads on Facebook and things like back that. Back when that API was Yeah, back when the API was bigger. Yeah, and then I got into a lot of affiliate marketing because I was like building, you know, a bunch of products. I was getting email lists and then, um, yeah, that was a, a lot of fun because there was a, a great affiliate marketing community back in the day. Um, went to a lot of conferences and and they're really ahead of their time I think like the affiliate marketing community because they were big into like long form sales letters copywriting split testing like a lot of things that uh, have yeah. become bigger today but, right um, I guess yeah. in the, before Panda everybody was creating these long form content and and basically trying to convert those leads as best as possible mm -hmm. but the quality of that content wasn't so great and then I guess a year or two into when you probably first got into that, everything turned around and everybody's like, oh, we got to make sure that long form content actually is written well, I guess, in some level. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. the affiliate space kind of kicked it into high gear at that point, yeah. I would guess. Who knows? Cool. And so you, you did your own thing for about four or five years, right? Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, started kind of like a local marketing company. So I was doing WordPress development, AdWords, you know, all the, all the local marketing things. Uh, and yeah, just getting a lot of experience, uh, mostly with local businesses. And then I decided to work for another company to kind of get a, more exposure with bigger websites and bigger businesses and did that for a while. Uh, cool. And went to IBM. How'd that happen? Did IBM recruit you or? So actually, I used to work with Patrick Stocks as well at that company, uh, uh, and went over with him because he went there as well. You went there the same time as him. Yeah, actually. yeah, okay. right after he went. Interesting, cool. And so, what is what do you specifically do at IBM? It says a technical SEO manager, but what's your like day to day like? Yeah, so I I wear many hats, <laughs> like a lot of SEOs do. Uh, so I've been involved in a lot of different projects. Uh, one of the main things I manage a lot of like their SEO data structure, like I manage a lot of the SEO data. I also run a team that kind of goes over, uh, like goes after IBM's priority products and just focuses on improving and adding content, anything we can to improve uh, inbound search and the experience around all of their really important products. Um, 
also you know do a lot of one-off like technical SEO projects. Uh, but like I built a redirect engine. I uh, I made like a crawler that manages a lot of their URLs and data and things like that. Because uh, from what I remember, I think uh, one of the SEOs there showed me. It's not just IBM.com, but there's tons of like subdomains and subsections and microsites, mm -hmm. and it's just a lot to manage. Oh yeah, and it's an old website, so yeah. it's they have a lot of uh, like subdomains and many different business units. So there's always like interesting projects to work on and figure out. Uh, and who decides who works on what, or it's just like SEOs get to say, "I'm passionate about this, I want to do it." Or yeah, so our, I mean, our director is is really. Uh, flexible and if there's a project we're going to work on we can kind of go after it uh, cool so. all right so let's get into the uh, topics you wanted to talk about um so the first one is about a framework on how you manage enterprise seo data want to explain that a little bit yeah so what, one of the things when we when i first got there was that uh like the way that a lot of seo tools organize data it's like you go into a platform and you enter like a bunch of keywords and then you know you track the search results but what i found is that you know if you want to track individual pages it gets to be a huge hassle when you're dealing with giant websites uh, because you know you can have thousands of pages in each of those urls especially if you're at a big company where urls are changing or you know, you're doing migrations moving things over different cms's it becomes a hassle to manage like all your pages and keywords and uh like in a lot of SEO platforms. So I got our team to start using Airtable, uh, which is it's kind of like a, a system that's a relational database, but you can kind of collaborate in it. So you can set up a lot of data relationships between different tables and types of data, just like you would in any application or database. But it's you don't have to set up, like you don't be, have to be a developer and set up like all the infrastructure behind it. Um, so there's a few like types of data that we try to manage in there. You know, everything from keywords. We also store keyword intent. Uh, so that's one of the big things that I think is important in SEO is not only tracking keywords, but making sure when you're looking at a keyword that you're mapping out the intent of that keyword. How, how do you do that? do that manually, or do you have some type of system to handle it? I mean, I, there's definitely ways that I've used to try and automate it, but I think it is best to have some manual review because anytime you're doing keyword research, you need to make sure you understand the topic and the type of user who's trying to like go after that keyword. So usually, uh, usually the rule is you look at search results, you look at like the top five results and the intent of those search results kind of determines the intent of the keyword. So you're kind of using Google to say, okay, what uh, are people generally who are searching for this keyword? Are they, is it more they want to learn about the topic? Are they looking? Do they have commercial intent? Um, you know, is it looking for jobs? Um, so we categorize intent for every keyword so that we have that data stored. Yeah. Okay, and then you okay. So it's going back to this Airtable thing. So you have your keywords. You have your keyword intents, which yeah. Sometimes I guess it can be hard to figure out the intent of a keyword if it can be multiple intents. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's mixed intent, but uh, usually I just say the top. Uh, majority intent from the top five keywords, just as a rule, so you have, just to keep it simple. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing I store is topics. So I group uh, not only keywords, but also pages by topics. Uh, so that way you can say, okay, I have a page about artificial intelligence. Uh, you know, 
then you can group different types of pages that you have within that same topic. So you can say, I have a page that talks about our services around this. I have a page that talks about our solutions around this. And I have a page that uh, is more educational intent, right. like explaining what is artificial intelligence. And that way you build up a database that you, know, you can easily find gaps in your content and different opportunities. Um, so you can say, you know, once you have all this mapped out and you say, okay, these are all my pages. Uh, I also categorize them all by page category. Some of that's automated, um, but you can say, okay, I have a solution page around this topic. Um, you know, here's a potential keyword we've identified that has learn intent around this topic, but we don't have a learn page. Sure. So all of that can be automated just by mapping out that data ahead of time. Um, so that's one of the many benefits we found from kind of uh, capturing a lot of this data that uh, most SEO tools don't capture. Cool. I could see um, that capturing the topics could also be useful in saying, I have X number of pages on this topic. Maybe I should make some type of like pillar or category page that is a higher level so that you can kind of, what's all the SEO buzz these days is creating these pillar pages and hub mm -hmm. pages because they tend to rank better and also provide another avenue for Google to index and then find other pages off of that pillar page that yeah. might not be an index as well. Um, not just, I mean, the content gaps, this solution is, is interesting because it's generating more content around stuff that you might be missing that you don't know. But I think with IBM, it's probably really hard. I wonder if you, like, I think with IBM, maybe it's like more of like, we have this content gap, but do we really? Meaning, where is this? I know we have content all over the place. Maybe I could find content that we have somewhere else that I could, you know, kind of surface better. And I wonder how much of the time that you're finding these content gaps do you also find that, wait, we do have content on this topic, we just, it's Google's not finding it. Oh yeah, that's the first step we do when we're making a new page. It's like, do we actually already have content about this that we can reuse? Because when you have a website that's been around for years, usually you do have someone who's made something, so you, a lot of it's consolidation as well. Um, but the main thing is, you kind of wanna set it out as like a blueprint for what you want your website to target and which pages you want to target which topics. Um, because, so the other thing that I store is topic relationships, which, uh, opens up a ton of opportunities in terms of like automating and planning out your website. Um, so I actually manage our entire, uh, topic taxonomy in our table. And, uh, that was an, I can talk about this a little later, but it's basically relationships between every topic. Um, and it's stored like polyhierarchical. So, you know, it's meant to be kind of like a blueprint for how you should be linking between different pages on your website. Uh, so then you take, fine, let's say you take this Airtable, you're looking at it, you see basically your strategy that you want to go forward with, how your content currently lays out, and then you're looking for these issues on your current website and how to, I guess, say, where are we missing with this strategy? Like this is the strategy that you're trying to find the URLs that you need to fix or re redirect or consolidate. That's the plan usually. Yeah, yeah. So it can show you, uh, you know, say you have a parent topic, uh, like, say it's cloud computing, and then, you know, you have subtopics around that. Um, you know, the idea is that if you have all of your topics mapped out and all the subtopics tagged, then um, you can kind of use that as a blueprint and say, you know, am I linking to all of the subtopics of a certain page type that I should be, or within one topic, are these all of these pages linking to each other? Um, you know, making sure you have those kind of groups of pages that are around a topic linking to each other, because that's obviously a huge thing in ranking, is right. making sure you're giving users 
related content to the topic that they're reading about. So you know, that can be horizontally within the same topic, linking to different page types that are talking about the same thing, or vertically linking to subtopics or parent topics. Uh, yeah. But you're not, writing the, you're not writing the content. You're just finding these issues. No, we have a content team. I mean, we try and uh, you know, insert ourselves into the content process for certain page types you know, when it's things that uh, we want to make sure are written well. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'd love to. That's something obviously internal. You're not going to. Airtable is very widely used in general. Yeah, yeah. I think you can share Airtable like templates of other. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you're staying. Either way, I guess if anybody's in the solution where they can reach out to you, maybe yeah. they want to so reach out to them. Yeah. You're on Twitter or what's your. Yeah, just James F. Pete. All right, cool. We'll link to that in the video here and in the description. All right, so the next thing is enterprise SEO adoption.